Well, and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, August 7, 2023. We know the year over here as well. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money, and yeah, not us this time, but we got some fun stuff to talk about today. Um, you know, these are still small slates. I'm not really that worried about not winning whatever's up top. No offense. I mean, I'm obviously happy for the guys who are taken down. I'm not playing the 100,000 um, uh, MLB slates when they're up there. Just not worth. Uh, I, I don't see enough edge in MLB, shall we say, even though this is the MLB video. And I'm going to tell you what I do know about MLB. I still think even if you're the best pro, you may be eking out 5% ROI on this thing. Whereas I think maybe NBA pros might be able to get a little higher. And I don't really like to be anywhere where I'm not making 100% plus. We'll talk about that. Speaking of, I want to put this at the top before I even finish celebrating. Um, I'm, I'm making a couple of like forever videos that like you can just look at and have questions answered generally. Um, so here are the first few I thought about. And you can uh, leave a comment if you have uh, other things you'd like me to drill down more on. I get I get questions about a lot of things sometimes. So because, you know, we can't talk about everything every night. Uh, and some things I check on a lot are, number one, contest selection. Making sure you are playing contests you can max out. So if you don't have that much bankroll to devote to this, you don't really care that much yet, you haven't proven to yourself that this is a worthwhile venture for you as a semi-pro or whatever, then you just play single entries and you play as much single entries as you want. Um, if you're starting to dip your toe in the pool, you have an optimizer that you like that's relatively low cost, you can 20 max it. You have a hit, you start doing 150 maxes and then... You have a couple months of uh, doing terrible at baseball, you dial it back. I'm doing 50 tonight, um, and I'm doing the $3. really like that $3 competition, but anyway. So then number two, the satellite strategy on screen right now. Um, satellites don't fill on DraftKings consistently. Both of these satellites were under half filled. I think the top one is under a third filled, and I love soccer. I'm going to play a ton of that competition. Now I'm going to play a whole bunch because like, I'm probably going to win – I don't know, 20 more of these tickets between now and Saturday. So I'm going to be playing a lot of that Premier League opener on the weekend. But this is part of the satellite strategy, which is I play a ton of quarters, dimes, dollars, $2 bits, sometimes five and six, but that's more for when there's overlay. Um, and and I collect for these big days because like the way I won $100,000 was, that was game one of the finals. You guys remember for like two and a half months before that, they were like, game one, spectacular satellites. And a lot of the times they filled, but sometimes they didn't. And I poached every single night of tickets for two and a half months and won 93, 97, I don't know, some some high 90s amount, most of everyone in my life for a single event and freaking binked and also won the top first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh unique lineup. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. That was my best night of performance of all of DraftKings and uh came at the night I had the most on the line. So I'm not gonna try to chase that. And uh you shouldn't chase either. You should have a strategy, and when it works, you should say, celebrate. And, and live in that don't just spend that don't spend the money you gotta put a lot of it aside have fun you know spend it over the next year anyway then uh number three knowing your numbers because i was confident and i was telling people before i even won the big one that i was going to win the big one and that's because i know my numbers so yes i did win a big one and that is still the main thing for the year this is up to date now but you can see here's where i considered myself a pro like in the past years that had been my yearly take home was like ten thousand dollars best case and here I was in April, I'd already had that hit. And then I had another hit in May, I think. Where's that? Can't even see it anymore. Honestly, I think I might have been the last year my NFL hit. Oh, yeah, this is NBA hashed. <laughs> oh, boy. So clear filter. 
probably down. Yeah, a little down. But that will show the NFL hit. So here's where I consider myself a pro when I have that hit in the NFL. Then I have my NBA $10,000 hit. Basically, this is how your thing's always going to look. It's going to go up in ten dollars to $100,000 increments. That's going to go down slowly, five dollars to $10,000 a month. In, or, you know, depending on how much you, you are putting out there um, until you have your next big hit of ten dollars to $100,000. And so far, no. Do I know exactly how to model that? No, I think it has something to do with the Poisson distribution for large events. They definitely need a power law for the large events, not a Gaussian. Anyway, I'll let you know when I figure out exactly how to estimate your strategy because you shouldn't just obviously use your freaking ROI. I am aware 130% ROI is freaking ridiculous. Anyway. Um, okay, so number four, how to improve your process in terms of forever videos uh, with A-B testing. So I'm always A-B testing something, you know, the new hot whatever that's come out and people are talking about it, whatever the new optimizer is. Right now I'm testing Ship It Nation. They were hot initially, haven't been killing it for me recently. I'm going to probably work in RPS for the uh, football season just because last football season they freaking owned all football season. Um, but I got to A-B test that because maybe they just got lucky, but eh. I don't know, seeing, that, seeing them up at the top of a lot of contests. And I like their free content as well for WNBA and Summer League. That was very cool. Uh, number five, uniqueness and showdowns. I talk about it a lot, but it's a whole different type of thing where we go over to the sports projections page and we talk about, you know, for whatever contest. Like for me, it was that millionaire maker, the game one of the finals. I had to set how many duplicates do I allow for this competition? Like, because, you know, if you just throw the freaking optimal lineup out there. It's going to have 150 duplicates. You're going to win like $15,000 in the milli and then have to fight like a hundred or 500 people for the, the semifinals ticket. So anyway, we, we'll talk about that. And then um, using leverage. So how and what type of leverage to use for contest types. So like if you're doing double ups, which I don't do, but the type of leverage you need is you think the projection for a chalk player is a little bit higher or lower right? You just need a little bit of edge, not a big bit of edge. Whereas if you're going to win the big GPP uniquely, you need a big bit of edge and leverage. So a little bit, so that's kind of like six different topics I thought of for this kind of onboarding playlist so that you can kind of be on the same page and we can be talking the same language um, without you having to just listen to 10 and 20 of these. Um, okay. But so here's yesterday's results. We are showing sim wins. So that means we didn't have that many regular wins. We did fine in golf. Did we do... Yeah, we actually, we broke even in baseball. Probably should put that on here as well. I, maybe even a little above even because of the satellites. Yeah, so satellite strategy works. But yeah, I guess the biggest wins yesterday, I've been saying it, you know, people are talking about it. They are not wrong. Do a couple best ball drafts right now. People are freaking ridiculous. You got dudes, when there's a cue or an out tag, that's all they're looking at. They're not even going further looking. They don't do any research. So here's what I recommend. Go through all the list of DraftKings dudes who say out or cue figure out what they're worth to you and put that, put them there on the list and then take like one lineup that's safe and then start taking out guys that are just way out of position. And you'll have this lineup up being ridiculous. I got a double stack with Kansas city. I got a double stack with Washington. I don't understand how I've got way too much Chico Conquo just because he's massively undervalued on DraftKings. I still don't understand why, but I've had to, I've had to limit myself. Sorry to Chig. I just can't be overexposed to a tight end when I know they're uh, always getting hurt. So last night in the showdown, I did play a lot and I did win or lost like a hundred bucks in the end because of how showdowns work, but it was fine. Um, couldn't make a run at the top though. What did this guy do? How did Jamal Bankhead do this? Is he a time traveler? No, he's freaking smart, dude. He played Pedro Avila. He played the blow up strategy. So we all played it 
maybe a five Dodger strategy, right? <clears throat> and maybe you thought, oh, I'm smart. I didn't play a pitcher from the other team. Well, you're smart, but you're not freaking Jamal Bankhead smart because this dude brought home 60,000. He didn't wind up taking third and fourth. Somebody caught up to him a little bit. But he had all the top three spots because he played a long arm pitcher who was five to six days out of his last long arm. He was ready to pitch two to three innings. His last two outings were two to three innings. So you might not have expected him to go freaking five with seven strikeouts like he did, but you could have definitely expected him to be optimal. And and 1%, this was a, a, a mistake by the field. It was a mistake by me, I think, actually. Was it a mistake? Something this big, I got to make sure if it was a mistake, if Avila was in the in my field or not. This is a, sorry to uh, Saber Sim, I might call you on the mat here, on the spot. Because really, I mean, which relief pitchers should pitch is on them. I don't really want to do that every night. Oh, right. So Pedro Avila was 0.5. So, and, okay. He was in the player pool. Or uh, I filtered out less than one. Is that right? No, greater than zero. Oh, my ownership. Oh, I had a no, but his his ownership is greater than zero. He should have been in the player pool. What happened there? What's this other filter? My proj greater than one. Didn't know it was even there. Yikes. Okay. Well, hey, this is why we do the review. Now Pedro Avila would have been in my player pool. He should have been in my player pool, but it was on me. I had a filter there that I shouldn't have had on. And anyway, um, they had him appropriately owned. Actually, he was 1% owned, huh? So I would have been mad when I saw he was at 1%, and then I would have been really happy once he came in the game. But he was the long arm that was most likely to come out there last night. So, I mean, you, these other guys are all closers or late game fellas. And so I think it's definitely worth considering. I mean, obviously, this is a, a rare thing that, to happen. But... When you play those pitcher blow up lineups, coupling them with a long arm reliever on a few days rest is a solid idea, man. And there's a reason, like, you know, initially I made the time traveler joke on Twitter about this guy. But I mean, like, if you played 100 lineups, scattering 5% on that guy was a stand, but it wasn't out of the question. It was just like a 9%. Haywood Highsmith. Beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> I really, really am happy still about that. Oh, uh, yeah, here's the golf lineup. I had another one that took down a couple of uh, a couple of saddies, but wasn't as good. So, anyway, you guys know how it went. Henley, Henley, and actually, wow, just didn't have a winner. Well, still took down a bunch. Wasn't it uh, the other guy? Yeah, we'll go over. Oh, I already, yeah, right. Now I need to be back on the other page with the main from last slate because we're going to review the main slate. It went fine, but I didn't take down, so... I don't have any good screenshots, so I'm not showing it. Uh, yeah, but my projections were fine for pitcher. I don't think how many people messed up. Morton, but he was already a fade, a light fade. Rodon was a light fade. If anything, half my light fades I should have faded. Half my light fades was fine. So not doing anything different there. Glass now. Hope you are paying attention. Like something's going on. We're not sure yet. He's not on the IR or not. But I don't know when he's pitching next. So keep an eye out because whenever he does pitch next, he's going to be a good option. It wasn't last night, so we had to take him off and shift around ownership. And add, I think, I think I added a couple of these players. So probably Rodone, who did terrible. I just added because I needed arms. And I guess in that situation in the future, I should maybe add more of this and less of these less confident arms. Because what I'm doing here is I'm trying to assume I get, yeah, no, I got the return I expected. Three of them did bad. Three of them gave me return. 
I don't know. And Bradish was fine. I told everybody to do Bradish. He did fine. Whatever. Okay. What's going on here? He's got an update already. What? When is this game? Games are later, right? It's Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to chill out on uh, update. There's a whole lot of reading here. I got orange and yellow. I'm going to come back. Best guess is they figure out some way to play ball. Okay, so do we have Washington and Philadelphia pitchers? No. All right, so I can just hopefully phase that out. Washington and Philly, when is this game? Not on the slate. Delightful. Absolutely delightful. However, probably is on that sh – oh, yeah, Philly is on that short slate always. Uh, all right. I, ha I already have $2 on a stupid short slate, which now only has two games that we'll play, so that'll be fun. Okay, so uh, people on the podcast, welcome. We are doing, uh, let's see, Strider Peralta is the studs we are stuffing. Oh, yeah, everybody also welcome. Besides commenting with, uh, you know, show types you want to to see for just kind of not the daily show, but some sort of a additional series to just sit there and you can learn from that playlist. Um, I also um, had something else to say there, but forgot it. Oh, you should like and subscribe. That's what I was supposed to say there. Um, like and subscribe to the show. That's what I was talking to the podcast people that helped me remember that you should subscribe. Good to, uh, yeah, good to see you guys. Yeah, I, I'm taking the weekends pretty light, so it's pretty clear you guys are taking the weekends pretty light as well by the viewership and listenership as well. Also, I mean, just by the, the DraftKings competitions are not very uh, attractive on the weekend. But they're back to hot tonight, so we're throwing down some big, some big dollars again, making these videos, leaving you a little comments. Yeah, send me, send me tweets, send me whatever. I'll uh, get back to you. I'm uh, active right around lock for sure. I, I had a good uh, tennis line that has been going bad while I've been not watching. Oh yes, yeah, so I haven't said aloud what our leverage arms yet are for the day. Leverage arms, Garrett Cole. Uh, how is he a leverage arm? I'm gonna probably put Cole under studs to stuff because he should be. But anyway, leverage, I guess, will be Senga and no, it's got to be Cole. So I'll just do Senga and Cole. These other guys, I mean, like maybe Cease. You know, I'll put Webb on the list, too, just because he's going. I, wait, who's going against San Francisco? One of these guys is right. Yeah, Sandoval. But he's 20 percent. I don't I don't get that. So, you know, yeah. Five to 20. That's the best I can do for you. But I just. uh can't get into Sandoval. I don't feel strongly about Sandoval from the corpus of his work, shall we say. It's not been strong. I think, uh, so yeah, Webb, Cease, and Senga, for those of you on the audio, I have equaled out their projections. So I think they're exactly the same play. So I don't care. Choose choose who you will between them. Um, what's going on with Bayo? Why is his projection always so low? Why is nobody on Bayo all the time? Kansas City, what's going on? Are they good at strikeouts or something? No. What's going on with Bayo? This is consistent. Like, yeah, he's overpriced from like earlier games where he did better. But yeah, he's he's in the pool. Bayo's in the pool, making the call. It was like, I might even put him up to eighteen. Even I don't know against Kansas City. I'm gonna go. I'm even a little heavier on Bayo than any of the council of dudes. So I just saw him, he pitched really well that one time. So Bayo's on the leverage arms list as well. Hey, and that's the uh, that's the the gut working live. This should be how it works for you too. If you see something. See some late breaking news coming later in the day, some random dude starting or whatever, and you can't get in touch with me. Or your gut just says, Hey, you know what to do already. Go with that, man. Anytime you get that feeling for any reason, that's that's that gut. Gotta listen to that thing. 
Uh, congratulations also to my brother listening to his gut and or he's he's a poker player so he's just smarter um but he uh he took down a few k this weekend as well at poker so we'll see him out there probably for some world series events hopefully uh, that was a circuit event and uh and we'll see him out hopefully in vegas pretty soon uh, with challenging the big boys he actually was at a tournament with uh who was it one of the big boys recently that was fun let's see um Always proud of you, John. I vote oh, right. I want to uh, don't lose uh... anonymity. All right. Do we have any stacks here? It's pseudo anonymity. I don't care. Um, Atlanta, Texas. Meh. Let's see. I I I don't really. I, when Atlanta's the top stack of the day, I kind of feel like people are just saying, you know, "Oh yeah, Atlanta, they're good at baseball," and they are. But I mean, like. Yeah, if they're going to be the top stack, I'll probably go elsewhere. It'll probably kill me. And you guys will be like, why did you fade Atlanta? And you'll be right. I mean, but the reason I'm fading Atlanta is just like they are the top stack because the implied team total goes by kind of like the total. And then it's portioned out to the team by chance to win. And Strider is pitching. So it's not it's not really on the strength of, it, you know, Bino being terrible, which yeah, is pretty bad. Is he worst on the slate bad in terms of expected earned runs? No. That's Wall to Chuck. Is he even close? No. He's like halfway down the list in terms of earned runs. So this is what I'm saying. And I thought like, you know, I think it's going to be that way across the board. Hits, I, home runs doesn't work because they get there's hitters and batters. And they don't have to have the same sense of home run across the table. But yeah, I, I'm just on the fade again. And I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill me. And hey, honestly, if your gut's going against me here, don't do it. I'm not full fading them. I'm not exiting them out of the pool. I just don't think they're the top of the day. So they won't be my top of the day. They'll be like 20%. I'll cap them out. I'll probably go more. Texas is great. Is there a reason for Texas? Oakland. Uh, who's the Oakland pitcher? Waldachuk. I remember from earlier. Not great. He's not great. It's not great. Texas is definitely fine. I just... I feel there's anti-Oakland bias and people will probably massively stack and jam Texas. And that's fine for stacks because if you get the stack right, it doesn't matter. You're not going to chop with anybody anyway. It never happens in baseball. I, I got to remember not thinking basketball terms in terms of leverage. That'll be part of the leverage game. Boston? Boston seems solid. They, uh, Reagans. Yeah. Not a big Reagans guy. So... I'm fine with targeting Reagans. He's up at the top, I would guess, at this list. Waldachuk. Okay, so Waldachuk is terrible. All right, fine. Fully on board with the um, anti-Oakland thing today. He's got the highest expected earned runs. Wow, Bayo as well. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy this Bayo and Webb hate. I think they're fine. And particularly, I think, in the case where they go off, they definitely don't give up those runs. So I guess they're my big stands of the day. That doesn't feel great. Uh, Sandoval also apparently a big stand. I thought this guy would be higher. Who was I looking for right now? Reagan's. Yeah, Reagan's is down here with Bido, where I just said that's not a convincing level. So, yeah, not convinced by that either, really. So, hmm. I've talked myself out of every good step. So that's where we're at for the slate. Uh, don't play any matters. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me, let me see. I basically, I'm going to be really spread out probably like 20% across 10 of these teams. Is there anybody I feel strongly about crossing off AKA 
who will absolutely smash. This has been happening for the last week. So feel free to play the opposite of these picks. If you want to, that's a completely, uh, completely valid thing to, to do. Um, okay. Strider against Pittsburgh. That seems fine. Pittsburgh's a, a dicey stack anyway on an eight-game slate, playing 50 lineups. So to cross somebody off is to say I I am I don't want even 2% of them. That's a really strong statement. And Strider is capable of crapping his pants. And in the case that he craps his pants, I want to cover myself. Yeah, I'm not crossing anybody off. That's just when I'm playing 50 lineups. I'm Like if I'm playing 20, I cross off Pittsburgh, no problem. But I'm playing 50. So like it's somewhere between two and five percent is my chance. I think that the um, Pittsburgh stack goes off, and I think it's higher than two and less than five. So I'm leaving them in. Um, anybody else? Colorado. I think again, though, that's that's people who are chasing the box scores. Carl is good, though. I don't know. Not crossing them off. But both of those teams are. I mean, a, a blow up could happen. Not crossing them off. Uh, White Sox. I might not cross anybody off. Garrett Cole. Yeah, he's. I might feel strongly, most strongly about that. Yeah, if I cross off the White Sox, they're just like fine. Like the projection seems a little bit. Uh, I would have them maybe. It's about right, but I just feel like I don't know. I want to make a stand. Is that too much of a stand? Maybe I'll do... Let me see if I can handle a stand like this, where I just say... Because I'm doing... Yeah, okay. So 5% means max two lineups, max two lineups. Colorado, I don't know if I even felt like 5% as a cap for them. Peralta, yeah, okay, that's fine. 5% as a cap. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's all gone. Okay. All right, cool. So we're capping Colorado, Pittsburgh, and White Sox stacks to just a couple. Um, but everything else is fine to go off and, and stack them. And got to give the, uh, the old Sabre Sim a chance to do its thing in there. Oh, stack types, though. Eight games. We're being very, very super strict. There was no value. I saw no value at all. If value opens up, I'll be uh, relaxing this some. But I'm going to really force in full stacks today to, to a majority. So this forces... Uh, 30%, so 70% of stacks to be, that might be too much, 20 and 20, or maybe 25, 15. Yeah, so that adds up to 40. So 60% of my stacks will be full stacks. Okay, yeah, just because, like, there's no hitter value. Maybe if some hitter value opens up, maybe I relax the stance. Again, we had some questions and concerns with weather, but I'm not, who cares? It, it looks, it, maybe we'll have better projections before lock. But for now, I'm not doing anything with weather. And so I think that might. Oh, yeah, right. Let's see. Earlier, it was just garbage value over here on the pick'em board. Let's have a check. <clears throat> Still garbage. Yep. Don't like any of that. All garbage. Maybe one or two, but I don't play two picks. You shouldn't either. They are not valuable on price picks or underdog. Uh, oh, yeah, and I've started doing this now sometimes. I mean, if I'm awake and uh, interested playing the slate. Uh, I noticed last week, last couple weeks, that when, when I play these big tennis GPPs, they're just like, the underdogs are just massively underowned, which will be the, the highest leverage plays of the slate if any of them hit. So I'm just pointing out that there's like massive leverage on these big slates where people are, it's comfortable to play the medium lineups, right? The guys who are slight dogs and you just put a few slight dogs together because that parlay has a better chance of hitting than the parlay where the dog, it's a real dog hits. 
but you're not building parlays to hit. And I mean, like, yeah, you can hit six of them and that wins. You're trying to win this game of DraftKings. And to win this game of DraftKings, you need two things. You need leverage and you need high scores. And so number one, you get leverage by a dog. And number two, you get high scores by jamming in the studs. I mean, there's other ways to it, but that's the easiest way to do it in tennis when there's got like these studs that are like three to one favorites. They win a lot by a lot, six one, six zero, and stuff. And you don't get that from anybody in the mid range, not in their range of outcomes. So anyway, I think for there's massive leverage on these Monday and Tuesday slates. Number one, I'm sorry in advance; these are terrible slates because these are where people will drop out, and you will be frustrated by that, like I was last week. I must have had a hundred dollars dead money last week just on freaking walkovers in like the very first minute. I, I don't know why it's better, but it's better if the walkover happens like an hour into the game because then i felt like i could win for an hour when <laughs> it happens like right away after lock so i couldn't even find the news and then they're like oh she has a shoulder she's done for the day i'm like oh. so frustrating but there's the reason i keep playing it is there's clearly edge clearly edge people are not playing the right game with tennis DS, dfs every single slate somebody's solo banking it and that somebody should be us all right so that's where i'm gonna leave it today remember you're good enough you're strong enough and gosh darn it somebody's gotta win that money might as well be us.